Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. So you may have gathered from the episode title that we are joined by a very special guest today. The one, the only Bryce Lugo is joining me for this special episode. Yes, my husband and my partner in crime, my business partner for almost seven years now. Today of today, the day of our recording actually is our anniversary. It's our four year wedding anniversary. Um, four years since we got married, and I figured it would be a fun way to kind of take a moment to reflect on the last almost seven years in business together and share with you kind of where we started, where we're at today, and answer some of the questions that I've been getting on our Instagram account. I get asked really often by agents who want to know what it's like working with your spouse. So we give you the full story and answer all of your questions on what it's like working with your spouse, how we divvy up different responsibilities, and kind of just give you a look into the the realities and the day-to-day of working and living and loving with the same person um, all in one. I don't know if that made sense, but hopefully it did. And if you're into this kind of thing, I hope that you enjoy this episode of the Market Authority Show. Let's get to it. Well, Bryce, thank you for joining me today on the Market Authority Show. Hi. (laughs) So I get to talk to a lot of exciting guests, but none as special as you. You are my husband, for those of you who don't know. So Bryce and I got into the business back in 2014, 2015, and we like to call ourselves a small but mighty team. And because it is on the day that we're recording this, our anniversary, I thought it would be fun to coerce you into joining me for a quick chat so that we can kind of talk about it. Hi. I get asked all the time on Instagram and like just from other people who know our story, just kind of, you know, what it's like working with your spouse. I know that we had another video on the YouTube channel where we kind of talked about this, but it's almost seven years in. So I guess we could start with kind of how we got into the business together and where we're at now. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. And then I also have questions that people asked us on Instagram that we'll be answering as well. Okay. 
So our story starts back in 2014 when our, our real estate story our starts real estate back story. in 2014. Yes. So we met when we were working in finance and I'm going to face this way just because the, the mic is over here. So if you guys are watching this, we're also recording this for YouTube. If I'm like looking in weird places, it's because we're trying to figure this out together. <laughs> Um, but we have, we met in finance back in like, well, we started dating before we got into real estate and mm -hmm. we were working in corporate finance. And do you remember like the moment when you decided that real estate was the thing? Cause you brought it up. Well, I wanted to do real estate <clears throat> even before, oh man, before I think I met you, honestly, I wanted to do real estate, but in the corporate position we were in. It wasn't really something that we could do. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as actually making that leap into real estate, we had, uh, we were working in American Express, I think, and at that time. And uh, we, I don't know, I just, I was, I was tired of that job. Mm -hmm. I think it was when... Um, you're going through some things from your grandpa mm -hmm. because he was, he was ill ill, and you came across his real estate <clears throat> textbook, I think. And you're like, huh. just some old real estate stuff that he had. And I was like, yeah, I should get back on the idea of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I decided to take a class and, and who's, who helped you find that class? I don't know. <laughs> it was me. Um, so you started night classes. You went yep. to your first class and you came back and you're like, hey, this would be cool. Yeah, there was a uh, cup. No, not a couple, but a mother daughter duo in the class taking it so that they could go sell real estate together. And I thought that would be cool because I knew how much you loved your job. <laughs> Uh, that, you know, why not take you away from that? So no, but, uh, I was crying on my way to work every day and you were finally like, okay, fine, fine. Well, I just thought it'd be cool. Like we yeah. were, we were serious at least, it, you mm -hmm. know, why not, why not try something like that? And we had, you know, we had the means we were working hard, saving money and, um, you know, so we could make that leap and try to do it. And I honestly just seeing like a couple of people doing it together like that, I thought, wow, that kind of, you know, that would be really neat. Yeah. So fast forward, that was like in the fall, we did our night classes after our nine to fives. Um, it was during, looking back on this, it was six to 9 PM. Those were really yeah. long days. Cause we were working from like seven 30 until, you know, five. 5.30. Yeah. yeah. And then literally going straight to our classes until yeah. nine. Yep. It was, mm -hmm. it was a lot of work. Um, it was fun though. And then we <clears throat> fast forward to the holiday season, we get our licenses and January 1st, we hit the ground running and we had both quit our jobs, which looking back is, I don't know, like looking back, it's kind of crazy. We had no experience in, in the industry. We had no connections, no database. We did not know what we were doing. What were we thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Um, did we just think that we'd figure it out? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we, we interviewed some brokerages and we joined one that we thought was going to be able to help us out. And, you know, they did. And uh, at least early on with some guidance as to how to carry your real estate business mm -hmm. and where to 
go after business and and because honestly without that sort of info you know it's without having a mentor if you will it's it's tough to just jump in it so yeah I think that helped yeah for sure looking back on that first year um and and this is something that we talk a lot about with with other agents but on looking back on the first year what was one thing that was really surprising to you getting into the industry um honestly I mean I was I knew it'd be hard but I didn't I don't know that I knew that it'd be that hard to get business. There was a lot of, felt like a lot of doubt from people that are close to you, mm-hmm. you know, um, because maybe they just saw something that we didn't, or they, you know, we're just so ambitious and excited to do it that we see where we're going. And uh, there's just, you're new. So people aren't, you know, necessarily going to trust you to help them buy their house. Mm -hmm. You have to convince them to, or, you know, so that was probably the biggest thing was like, it wasn't as easy as I thought to get the business. Yeah. And and it's actually funny because now like we have a proven track record. We're almost seven years in it. We've worked with hundreds of clients at this point and we're still having to convince people <laughs> to some degree. There are still yeah. times when we have to like really win over clientele. Yeah, we do. But we also, <laughs> you know, what is nice is on the seventh year. I remember, I remember like early on talking to a colleague, sort of a mentor of mine asking like, how are you getting the business you're getting? This was like my first year and maybe even my early second year, our second year. And, and he said, at this point, a lot of it's just referral. He was on year five, year six or something. And, and now we do see that or, or repeat client. Yeah. Um, like you'll get that random call or text, you know, Hey, I got somebody I need you to help or, Hey, I want to sell my house. Like that stuff's cool. That happens now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and, and he told me like, Hey, it'll come. And I'm glad that, you know, you got to get there. Yeah. And it does come. Most people aren't going to be a repeat client in the first two to three years. You know, why would they be? It's that you're four, five, six, seven, that they're maybe selling and buying again. And that's where we see it. Yeah. And I remember, you know, there was a lot of talk about like nurturing your database, Mm -hmm. even in that first year. And we didn't even really get to it until like 11, almost 11 months in, like, cause I remember it was around Thanksgiving that we were like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like compiling to, our first database. Yeah, we were trying to prepare for the next year because yeah. we started one, one fifteen, mm-hmm. you know, so end of the year, you're like, okay, let's business plan for t- the next year, mm-hmm. 2016. And, and uh, put that, it, it's actually the biggest thing that I remember everyone who'd been in the business for any period of time telling us is compile your database. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter where it is. Doesn't matter the CRM you use. Like, and we used a spreadsheet for years. Like they're like, use Excel. If you have to use Excel or Google sheets or whatever it is, but do it. And we didn't until later in the year. Like, that's what I remember is it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, people were like, yeah, this needs to be done. Like where, you know, that's, that was the biggest thing that I remember people telling us. And obviously we did it and wish we did it earlier. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we were, and we were pretty committed with how we were marketing to our database, but I wish we went even deeper um, looking back on it. And even today with how, you know, 
how good we are on it now, like there's still so much room for improvement to like oh, yeah. nurturing and marketing our database. Yeah. And I mean, like just, just the birthday program, for example, mm-hmm. you know, for our clients where we try to like hit them with a gift or, you know, a treat or something on us and just to stay in front of your clients every year, it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. It's but simple. It's simple. Right. But like, even at this stage, we're in year seven, it's not, uh, it's not perfected by any means. Like we yeah. do have a really good marketing program mm-hmm. to our clients and we're, you know, on top of them and in front of them, but it could always be, it could be so much better. I think for me, that realization that it's never done, it's never perfect was one of the most like liberating, um, realizations because it really let off the burden of like the fallacy of perfection that you have as an entrepreneur where you look at everybody else and you're like, Oh, they have it all nailed down. They are so buttoned up. Like those are the people that we need to be like. And then you start having conversations with them and you see all the potholes in their business and like everybody falls short somewhere. And so if you look at it as progress, not perfection, like you allow yourself to constantly be working towards getting better instead of this fake idea of being perfect, which nobody can achieve and which feels really daunting and really like makes you second guess your abilities when you inevitably don't hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. So now seven years in, how are you feeling with um, this life decision that we've made? And we were married now over the last couple of years. We have a baby at this point. How are you feeling with real estate today and with where our business has been? I mean, I love where our business is, you know, where it's, it's, uh, it's not perfect, obviously. It's what we we're just talking about, mm-hmm. but it's still a very well-oiled machine, right? I mean, we are consistently closing business. So we're in it for the long haul, right? Um, yeah. Real estate as a whole, I mean, it's very tricky because it's, it's a very, very difficult industry to be in, no matter who you are right now. I think that it's it's tough. Um, Do you think it's more difficult the longer we've been in um, or m- more, more nav- navigatable? navigatable? Uh, I don't know that it's more difficult. I think it's so like managing and juggling multiple clients now because we have a larger like group of clients wanting to work with us right now say you're trying to help five six seven buyers you know it's tough with inventory levels where they are and the amount of buyers that are out there Mm -hmm. but you know i feel like i'd rather have that than maybe only have like one buyer that you're trying to work with but like if you are that agent that has one buyer that you're trying to work with you know at least you can devote that much more time to that one buyer and give them your just top notch service. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just being where we are. I think it's, it's good for us. It keeps us busy and, you know, we're out there trying to help the clients that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's one of your favorite parts of doing business at this stage? Would you say? I mean, I still love helping people win in achieving their goals. Like when people, even if it's not a first time home buyer, but they are getting that move up home or whatever it is, or they're selling their house and then they're realizing the amount, you know, that they're getting back, like the equity that they've got. And it's not, you know, it's not what they thought before. It's more, it's better. It's, you know, and then the process. And I love 
helping our first time home buyers, you know, those are awesome. But even like the second and third time home buyers that have used different agents and then they come to us, you know, through mm-hmm. Instagram or social media, whatever. And then they're, they're like, wow, you guys made this so great. I wish that the first or the, you know, the last house we bought was the same way or sold, you know, we've heard that so many times. So like, those are the things that like make it feel awesome. Yeah. You're really competitive and you're more competitive than I am. I think. Um, well, 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 yeah, I mean, I definitely am competitive, but like, I don't even know, like when I'm getting, when we're getting those new clients, like I'm not even the, like they commit to us right away, almost in the sense, especially if it's through social media, you know, there's that they've already committed themselves to us through that. Very, most of them have. And the only real competition in my mind at that point to make sure that their experience is the best. Mm-hmm. Cause I want them to be like, wow, that was so cool. So easy. Um, and, and, uh, you know, obviously you want those referrals, you want them to be extremely excited with where they are and who they're working with. Yeah. Yeah. And when they show it through, um, giving us more business, that's <laughs> yeah. Giving us more really business nice. or, you know, um, we always, we like to ask for reviews after we close a deal. Right. But like when you close a deal and they've gone on and reviewed you everywhere positively before you can even ask for it, it's mm-hmm. like, Whoa, that was cool. Like they loved that service. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to remind them to do it or something. Like, I don't know. It's cause it's hard in real estate right now. So like to find real good wins, obviously getting a home under contract is huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like to have a buyer, like I feel like everybody could have a buyer right now. Cause there's, there's, there's so many buyers out there, but to go get someone a home is a big deal. And then to get them like to be able to give them the experience and like, then that rewarding, like Dude, you were awesome, Bryce or Stephanie, like you guys are so good. Like, cause buying a house, what is like number one, two, three, you know, marriage, death, buying a house, something, yeah, all these stress, the most stressful things you can experience so, in your life. So when you're told, man, that was, yeah, stressful, but like, that was like, not, not what we have experienced before or not, not as bad as we've been told it would be. Those are, those are really cool. Yeah. I think for me, um, one of the things I love that a lot. I really love that a lot. But for me, one of the cool things is like, especially in real estate, it's so difficult to forecast where your business should be. And like from the systems perspective of the work that we've done to building in different systems into our business, um, the evolution of how like the business of doing business has been really cool for me to see because like And that might just be a personality thing because you're a little more extroverted. You're more of a people person than I am. I'm a little more introverted and I like to tinker. Um, And so like watching that mastery from the behind the scenes has been really cool. And like further to that point, it's also been one of the most fun things of my marriage with you, Um, like our marriage together is watching you excel in those different areas because you are so great with the clients and you're so great with communication. Um, and watching that has given me a front seat to your genius and your mastery, which not all spouses get like when you're 
you know, like for example, if you're, if you're listening to this and your spouse is you don't work with your spouse, but they come home and they have just a baller day and they're trying to explain to you like how awesome it was that they made this huge win at work or whatever. And you're really excited for them, but like, you don't have that, that level of understanding because you don't get a front row seat to it. You don't have the context to understand exactly what they're talking about. Like, it's just a whole other level when you both, like you and I are working towards the same goals. Um, and, our roles in our, in our business are different, but I understand what it takes because I'm there with you, right? right. And, We're and, together. And, and early, early on when we started our business, by the way, thank you. All super nice words, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I love watching you excel in all of your things too. And yeah, you know, it's funny cause you're so introverted, but obviously you do so well in this and the social media and the, you know, face on camera. Which I you hate, hate this. I absolutely <laughs> hate doing this. Like this is, I'm extroverted. If, if, if that's right, I am in like face to face, small groups, you know, this is social media, you know, I wish that I, and I can, I can work on this, but uh, but you, you do, do okay. you do really well. Well, until you started, show up when you need to. When I get, when we get started, you know, I just. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, when but but to to where we were going is like or where you were leading me and 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 uh, when we started, we both had. We hadn't quite like defined the roles. Uh huh. So and our our business was much smaller. You know, we had a really really great first year, but our business was smaller. It was like you know, one to two clients at a time, you know, when we were busy. So it was easy for both of us to see and learn exactly what we need to be doing Mm -hmm. contract wise, you know, whether it's a contract transaction, the people we need to know, meeting people, networking. So we did it together. Mm -hmm. And then as our business grew, which I I, I still, you know, I love how we developed our business, but as it grew, we were able to, you know, define more roles. Right. And kind of divide and conquer. And, but, but it allows you to know what, like I'm doing today. And then obviously I know what you're doing. And and yes, to your point, like, I mean, I guess like if people who are watching this or, you know, asking those questions, like, what's it like, you know, cause we do get that, you know, do you, do you work, you know, do you guys work together all day or whatever it is like dividing and conquering and identifying each other's roles, but knowing what each other is doing is huge because then you understand stress that one might have or the wins that end up, you know, that we have or. Well, and the other thing too, is it's almost like having a mirror up to your own professional development because things that I would have thought I would have been really good at, you are so much better at than I am. Like, for example, like the numbers I have no interest in, like that is excruciating for me, but words I can do a lot with. But what's hilarious about that is the way that you communicate with our clients is always unexpected to me and always so much better than I could have come up with. Like if we have a tricky situation that has to be navigated with a lot of like sensitivity, you always articulate things so much more beautifully than I could have in the heat of the moment. And getting into the business, I would have thought those roles would have been reversed. Uh, I probably would have said the same since you like to write and read as mm-hmm. much as you do. But I think that just, I mean, just to touch on it real fast is I put myself in the position, or at least I try to, of the client. And like, if I was explaining it, reading it, like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And then if I need to elaborate more than I do so that it's clear and I want us to run like a business not like just some 
not know, a hobby. <laughs> not a hobby. I mean, and, and yeah. no offense to people that are doing this is whatever their means are for it. But mm-hmm. like, like I get emails from other agents and, or texts and it's just like, yes, you know, just or, really poor communication. And it's just like, man, if like, let's have some clarity on things. And, and I, I just want it to be very business, but like, cool. Right. Yeah. But like, I just want people to know that we are operating a business. Yeah. This is our livelihood. And, you know, back to what I said before, people, I feel like when we got into this, we weren't taken serious by some, I mean, we were younger, you were, you know, we were both younger and, and, you know, to me, I want to be taken serious. I want our business to be serious. I want people, especially like our friends and our mm-hmm. sphere and family to be like, oh, wow, that is a business. Like that's, they, they run a business over there. Yeah. It's funny because even in the last, in the last six months, um, and not that we've ever like, like we've, we've always felt like we had something to prove, but we have a lot of inner accountability. So like the opinions of others is not really going to make us change the way that we operate, but we do want that recognition. Um, but well, well and, and I'm not even with what I was saying, it's like, I'm not like, right. I'm not trying to prove anyone like right. we're doing anything, but I want, you know, someone who's in our life, our sphere, our friends, our family to see that we're running mm-hmm. a business so that they know that they can refer someone to us. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously we're hit, we, you know, we're at year seven mm-hmm. and that, you know, by, by the standards of NAR saying that we, you know, odds are against you by year two, right? Like we've made it this far. So obviously we are running ourselves, you know, our business, but like when you show it to everybody else and they realize, oh yes, they are really operating, you know, at a high level then they, they, they should be referring to us. Yeah. And, and if they're not, and we're doing everything that we know is right, you know, then that's, there's, that's not on us. We're running our business and, and we are and should be taken serious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just like, I was thinking about this moment that I had with my mom last year, like six, seven months ago. And at that point we had been in like six, years in the business, you know, proven track record. We've won like recognition in the mm-hmm. industry. And like, I was having a conversation with my mom about business and she had this moment where she was like, Whoa, like you guys are really serious with this business. <laughs> six years into yeah. the business. And it's like, are you, it takes so long to develop that recognition and awareness. And a lot of it is because people are busy living their own lives. Well, and I think, you know, everybody knows so many real estate agents yeah. or they know not even know so many real estate agents, but they, so many, they know so many people who have the real estate license and like anybody can get it. It's too easy. It's just the easiest thing you can do. Like mm-hmm. go get your real estate license. So, you know, not necessarily, you know, I guess to her defense in that sense is like, she knows so many people who might have their real estate license and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they have their license, but, but no, like you know, we run a business and then, yeah, I mean, it took, it shouldn't have taken six years for her to notice that. <laughs> Um, well, but, and then, and then we got, we got the opportunity to help her buy a home this, yep. the, you know, at, at the end of last year. And it was, it was a little after that started time. end of last year. She bought it this year and, and she yeah. got to firsthand See. be the, you know, the recipient of our business service, you know, mm-hmm. what we do. And, and that was cool because I worked so much with her. Yeah. You know, I think that she was, oh, I hope she was impressed. <laughs> you know, I think that she was like, and it's not like. You know, it was any different in terms of like what we're doing for her and other people. Like it's, 
you know, here's our, our, here's how we handle business. This is the process and everybody gets it. So totally. Well, I, I think that's a good segue into some of these questions. So if you don't follow us at Bryce and Stephanie, um, on Instagram, be sure to, but I, I checked in on the stories this morning and I said, Hey, short notice, but you know, this is what we're planning. We wanted to come on and do this podcast. What questions do you have for us? And, um, some of these questions are, are a little bit around the same nature, but it, it looks like, um, do you two have defined roles when dealing with business? And we kind of touched on that earlier, but I think that that's a good place to start because we've got a couple of similar questions along those veins. So as we are today, where are our roles like as you see them? Well, we have uh, very clear defined roles, I think. So like I'm helping most of our clients um, face-to-face showing up, you know, we got a one-year-old sleeping in the other room, you know, he, he needs, you know, attention, you know, so like one of us has to be here at all times, right? So I'm out showing houses, you know, mm-hmm. we do a lot of listing appointments together, but even now, like I handle a lot of those or Zoom, you know. Yeah, um, I would say most of I, our consultations we try to do together and we try to do them virtually. Right, because we want everyone to know who we are. Like yeah. we are, you're, you're working with both of us, even though that defined role of me being out there showing houses in front of them, you know, a majority of the time, like it's not like you're not back here, you know, doing follow-up or, you know, doc control or whatever it is for us. Um, so yeah, we've got quite a few, you know, especially with the marketing and the, and the, you know, those birthday items or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you handle. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, client acquisition, client retention. So all of those marketing, um, and like advertising aspects to the business. Um, a lot of that, the majority of that is, is, things that I operate specifically when it comes to content creation, because we are a very social media heavy brand. We do create a lot of content. We have a YouTube channel. We have our Instagram. We have have newsletters. I have two YouTube channels. There's a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So um, all of basically all of that is, is me um, with a lot of feedback from you. So it's not like we're not having conversations about it together. Yeah. Um, But then when it comes to a lot of like the transaction, transactional related. So you're negotiating with cross agents. You are offers showing the houses, um, you know, and then that's on the buy side and then list side, it's, you know, the same, but the opposite. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, still uh, running the transaction, negotiating and, you know, handling uh, direct docs to our client and stuff like that. You know, we used to have more help with that when we had a transaction manager, which, which we don't right now. We don't right now, but yeah. you know, we'll get back to having that. She got out of the business. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And it took us a while to develop that. And I think that, you know, just you, you step on each other's toes enough to where you're like, okay, this is where you're really good at. And this is what you're really good at. And that was another question is, did your daily roles in the business naturally come or did you all preset them? And that one was from um, Jennifer in Austin. And, and we, you can preset that. Yeah, but I think that they they came, but it's not like we didn't have conversations about them. Right. You know, things were happening and, and one of us would take a, a heavier load with regards to a, like transaction, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, with, with the negotiation, you know, and, and I, I, I just naturally took it. Yeah. But, and then we did have, you know, conversations to discuss these and things. And we had a lot of coaching too. Like we, we discussed these things with other mentors. There was a lot of trial and error. Um, and yeah. Our- yeah, I was going to say, cause part of the coaching that we did, how I remember was with people that are successful leaders in our business 
that also know us a little bit. So they were able to kind of like see where we excel. Right. You know, and, and they understood just from past transaction stuff that, you know, those leaders that we've met with mentors could be able to almost like just agree with the decisions that we were making. Affirm. Affirm. Yeah. Thank you. And that is why a big reason why I began the Market Authority Academy, which is where I get to mentor other agents much in the way that we were mentored along the way and help guide them along those decisions too. So if you are in this situation where you're like, at this point, we need more defined systems, we need better operating procedures, like we need to begin working like a business and not just like a salesman chasing my tail. That is something that we might be able to work together in the Market Authority Academy. So if you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube, um, there are going to be links in the show notes um, where you can uh, where you can schedule a time, a totally free discovery call with me where we'll just talk about where you are and where you want to be. And I'll share some of the strategies that have helped us really grow our business and our impact in our community too. So I just wanted to do a shameless plug on that as well. Yeah. So another, sorry, it's a, it's a really good program. (laughs) No, I mean, it is because it's how we built our business. Yeah. And it's everything I I wish that we had when we started. I see all of the feedback that we get from, uh, or that you get from a lot of your, your members. And it's like, it's obviously it's helping people's businesses across the country. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this morning we were speaking to, um, an agent and, and you were listening in on the conversation, but we were speaking, um, one-on-one and she's like, I just like, everybody needs this. And then everybody's businesses like mine will just quadruple in 90 days. And I'm like, I agree. Let's tell them all. Yeah. I mean, more people, more people need to be joined. It's, they it's just, just need guidance. They do. And they need, they need, it's hard to say what they need, yeah. but like you get, they win when they're in. It's. Ooh, I like that tagline. They win when they're in. Well, I mean, yeah, they just. <laughs> Everyone who's in your program has shown success and talks about it. I've, it's been a journey. It's, it's, I wish that we had these tools when we got in, you know, we had to develop yeah. it. So I wish that we had it all like, here you go. Yeah. And you and I have the benefit of having each other, but most agents get in solo um, and, and it can be so isolating trying to figure this stuff out, which, which even you and I had. Um, like we had that feeling of like, crap, what do we do? How are we going to do this? How do we overcome these obstacles? Um, so, I mean, that was definitely one thing that I was really glad to always have you on. Um, in, in the next question, um, this is a really good one. How do you handle work-related issues on which you disagree? We don't really disagree often because our values are super clear and the things that are really important to us in our business, um, like we are on the same page of 100%. I think that that is absolutely necessary. Yeah, I mean, if we do disagree, we um, arm wrestle. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, it's weird because you're right. We don't have too many disagreements when it comes Mm -hmm. to our business or any of it, but I think, uh, I mean, honestly, we, t- we, we talk things out, you yeah. know, like we figure it out, talk, talk it out, have the conversation. And and sometimes we actually like almost have to put it in the calendar where we literally have to make time to have a delegated conversation on a topic when it's that important. Yeah. I mean, those conversations, uh, just having, just 
communicate, you know, having a, I don't even know that that's necessarily like a strict business thing. Like it's just, you know, we're married. Yeah. And, you know, you just talk, have a conversation and, um, having, um, really open conversations. That's a skill that we've had to develop over, over the years too. Um, like I, no one did me any favors in teaching me how to communicate. No one likes, no one pulls you aside, like in high school and says like, this is how you communicate like an adult. Like you kind of have to figure it out. There's a lot so, that, you know, that's. We've definitely had to figure it out as we, yeah. as we went. Um, another question that we got, um, let's see, uh, Stephanie said, are there areas you're better at than others? Examples, marketing. I think that we kind of touched on that too. Yeah. Um, you like numbers, negotiation. One thing that I've been thinking about a lot this year is how different our personalities are. And, um, sometimes we can be like oil and water when, when specific things or specific characteristics are considered. Um, for example, I am the peacemaker and I just, I just want to, um, I probably more accurately described as the avoidance tactic. Like I don't even necessarily want to make peace. I want to avoid conflict. Whereas you are really strong and um, you will look for compromise and you will look to find peace in a more assertive way. And that's not one of my skills whatsoever. A lot of real estate agents have ego. Yeah. And honestly, like it's okay to have it to some extent, but, and I know I have it at times too. So I think that a big advantage here with me is having you to, you know, like ground it because, um, you know, you're up against, not up against, but you're, you know, you're in a transaction or negotiation with somebody and then it just becomes like emotions run hot. Yeah. I mean, like, what's the point we're trying to help our buyers and sellers, you know, on both sides, like let's work together. Like, dude, I mean, you, you help me. I do know that keep that, clean with our, you know, counterpart agents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But you, you, you do a really great job of creating those bridges too. Well, and I've, I've learned even yeah. more so because like it, there's just no, no proper place in being that hard. Right. Right. Like, but I do love when you are one thing that you're really good at where this comes into play. Um, you have a really high level of conviction and, almost like a pursuit of justice where if something's like redundant or if something is inaccurate um, or if something is just, just flat out being done stupidly or wrong, like, and it's impacting our clients negatively, it doesn't matter who you're going to inconvenience. You're going to make sure that you say something and stand up for that thing that you believe in, in protection of our clients or yeah, in advocating I, for well, our clients. I mean, this is happening now, honestly, it's happened yeah. today. That might be why it's top of mind. Yeah, maybe, but like, um, I'm a literal person. I know the contract. Um, I hate wasting our clients time. Um, so if we agents and title reps, lenders, the people that are working the transaction mm-hmm. have a way of resolving something without inconveniencing our clients and wasting their time, I'm going to try to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're willing to be strong in those instances where sometimes I haven't had to be because you're always going to step up. I don't know even without you that I would um, have the conviction always 
to follow through to make the changes. Like obviously like accuracy on documents is one thing, but when it comes to actually like process and procedures, like you're never looking for the easy way out. You are looking for the right thing to be done. And, And I love how strong you are in those situations when I don't know that I would be. <laughs> so let's see what other questions we had. Um, how this is this is a good one. I think this is probably a good one to end on. How do you separate um, work and home of work and work? How do you separate home and work? Lucy asked that. Um, how do we separate home and work? Do we? We do sometimes, and we like, but we know like when we're when we have a lot on our plate work wise, it might extend into home time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like our mornings are solid in the sense of, you know, we don't start until basically after nine. Yeah. And we got our son, we got to get him ready, get him bed, hang out, spend time. I'm all about spending time. Um, And then, you know, the same does happen in the evening. It's like family, family, family time, Mm -hmm. you know, until he's in bed. And then it's like, maybe I can get back on the computer a little bit and do some more work. But I mean, I do want to shut down at a certain time um, and start at a certain time, have those boundaries that separate our work and family. But I mean, the family time wouldn't be provided without the work that we have and the work that we do and our clients that we serve. So yeah. uh, it's, it's just a fine juggling. Yeah. I don't think there's really balance. I think it's um, just making sure that you're present in whatever moment you find yourself in. And we schedule time together you know our weekends at the park you know if we go do that it's like you know if we're gonna do it it's in the calendar or whatever so we can do it so that we don't get booked with something else and Mm -hmm. yeah and we've always even before that I would say prior to having Grady we did not we were not as protective of um family time no but what we did do was we traveled a lot And so we would remove ourselves from the environment because sometimes that was all we could do to make sure that we created some sort of separation to have that moment to reconnect um, and nurture our relationship, which is always, always the priority over anything. Like you and I will always protect the marriage and the family, obviously over any stupid, you know, temporary client headache or whatever might come up. Agreed. Well, this was fun. How do you feel about your um, first debut on the Market Authority show? It was fun. Did, are you going to survive to tell the tale? I will survive to tell the tale. Because you were not thrilled about it when we came in. But I think this was a lot of fun. And maybe we can do a follow-up. Someday. Someday. Maybe five if years people, later. <laughs> if people, you know, actually want to hear me speak anymore. I think you always have so many interesting things to share. And, like, you always come at things with a different lens. So I'm really appreciative appreciative of you doing something outside of your comfort zone and sharing sharing your thoughts. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed um, this very special guest on the Market Authority show. Um, and if you have questions about what it's really like to work together with your spouse or, you know, anything deeper into what we've already discussed, leave your comments if you're watching it on YouTube or just shoot us a direct message on Instagram and we're happy to chat. But we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us um, to just chat about life and business and all the good things that go in, in between. Thanks, guys. 
Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.